Welcome to Unpeeled, where we peel back the layers to get to the core of the story. This is Shannon Peel, and I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. Hello, it's Shannon, and thank you so much for joining me today on Life Unpeeled. Today's episode is another That's Life episode, where I read from my novel and talk about the topic and ask you questions to help you you define your story. So today, the chapter today is written by Rose. House cleaned, check. The roast is in the oven, check. The potatoes on the stove, check. The cake is iced, the pudding's chilled, check, check. Buns, oh no, I forgot the buns. Alexis, Alexis! My voice gets louder as I scream up the stairs, Alexis! You want? Yeah, what do you want? I'm busy. Doing what? I ask. None of your business, she says. It is my business. Forget it. I need you to go and pick up some dinner buns from the store. Everyone will be here soon. Why does everyone have to come every week? She asks. Seriously? You've asked that question every week since you were 14 and the answer has always been the same. Now get me the buns. Yes, ma'am, she salutes. I hate it when she does that, but I don't have the time to discipline her. I'll just store it for later. Now, where was I? Buns, house, roast, potatoes, buns, cake, and pudding. Drinks. Oh, Alexis, get ginger ale! I yell at her back as she leaves the house. Mom! Isabel comes bounding down the stairs. The girl truly does bound like a rabbit or some kind of stair-bounding kangaroo. Drives me nuts. Yes, Isabella? Isa, Mom. It's Isa. I named you. It's Isabella, and I'm not having this conversation again. What do you want? Aiden is messing around in my room, she says. Well, tell him to get out, I say. He won't listen, she says. No surprise there, that boy has selective hearing. Well, tell him I have some cookies here for him, I say. Cookies? Can I have one? She asks. And ruin your dinner and your figure? She glares at me. You know, I know that wasn't up very mark. Still, the girl would live on junk food if I let her. It's so hard to get her to eat a healthy meal. One day, she told us she was gonna be a vegetarian, more like a carbotarian. The girl ate only bread and cheese, mainly in the form of cheese pizza. That didn't last long before I sat her down with a good healthy meal of meat, potatoes, and vegetables. I wouldn't let her get up till she ate it all. You know, a growing girl needs a healthy meal. Hey mom, Isa said you had cookies? It's Isabella Aiden. And yes, if you go help your father with the lawn. Aw, do I have to? Yes, and you have to. Next time, don't bug your sister. Now, out you go. Your father shouldn't have to do it all on his own. You're 13, plenty old enough to help him out. Hurry, everyone will be here soon, I say. Is Davy coming, he asks. Yes, I think so. He was at his father's last week, right? So he's here this week. Now, off you go, or you won't be playing with Davy or getting any cookies. With that, he's out the door to help Gus with the yard work. Oh, damn. I should have given that boy a beer to take to his dad. Gus will be thirsty. Beer. Oh, no. I rush to the garage where there's another fridge, usually filled with beer and wine. I forgot to check our supplies. 
Hey, honey, how's the dinner coming? Gus! He is pulling cases of beer and bottles of wine out of the car. Oh, he remembered. Here, let me help you, I say. He bends down, kisses me on the cheek, and hands me a couple bottles of wine. I look up at him. My man. Tall, solid. My heart floods with joy, and I just want to be in his arms. Oh, well, it'll have to wait. It's Sunday, and everyone will be here soon. So much to do. Always so much to do. No time for cuddling. You know, I love Sundays, family days. It's a lot of work having everyone over to get caught up and reconnected, but I love it. Well, since my sisters moved my parents into the city, it's the only way I get to see them. You know, family is so important, and the kids really need to spend time with their grandparents before they're gone. Well, not that they'll be gone anytime soon, mind you. Family. They affect you for the rest of your life, good or bad. There are some families out there that do get together every week and connect and reconnect, just like, you know, Blue Bloods TV shows. I have cousins who are very close with their parents and each other, cis siblings, because they do get together on a regular basis. In my family, you know, we get together Christmas, Easter, summer, have family dinners and connect, but we live six hours away from each other. It's not as easy for us to get together. However, now with Zoom and, well, during COVID, I think my parents were a little bit worried about my uh, mental health. So all of a sudden it was like, hey, we're having dinner on Sunday night. Why don't you join us? So I'd eat what I was having. They would eat what they were having and we would reconnect on Sunday evening. We tried to do that with the whole family. Uh, that lasted all of one time. You know, my kids are of that age where family dinners and connecting with parents and grandparents isn't cool because they've just, they're young adults and they're trying to make a way for themselves. So my ex-husband and I had different upbringings and different traditions when it came to Christmas. So when we moved here to Vancouver, where all of his family was, he wanted to have a big traditional Christmas dinner, like what my parents do for us. We invited everyone over, but of course I don't do anything by half measures. I baked for a month. I was making, you know, those French macaroons made with almond flour that are kind of finicky to make. I had homemade soup and appetizers, three different kinds of potatoes, different kinds of pies, made the turkey, but it wasn't just enough for me to, you know, buy turkey and throw it in the oven. Stuffing was from scratch and I just didn't cook it. I had to brine it first because you want it to be that extra juicy, right? Everything was done from scratch, like even the cranberry sauce. The house, you know, I had to make sure that it was all clean and stuff. The day came for us to have Christmas dinner and everything was just going tickety-boo, tickety-boo and I forgot an ingredient. Now my ex-husband was in the garage or his shop all day long working on building some sort of skateboard for my daughter instead of buying her one. He was making one out of a plywood and wheels. I'm not really sure but anyway he was in the in the garage doing that which is you know it's great that he can do that. He was making this beautiful longboard for her but I had forgotten an ingredient. He comes into the house. I say, hey, where are you going? And he goes, well, I'm going to Canadian Tire, which is right next door to the grocery store. So I say, hey, I forgot this ingredient. Can you please pick it up? And he looked at me and he said, no. And he walked out the door. <laughs> now, that was typical. That was normal. Didn't even phase me. But boy, was my dad mad. So my dad took me to the grocery store to get the one ingredient that I needed and took me, brought me home. Uh, about half an hour before everybody was supposed to arrive and I'm just getting every, all the finishing touches done. But there's one thing I hadn't done. I hadn't cleaned the downstairs bathroom yet. 
And really, it's a toilet and a sink and a floor. It would have taken me 10 minutes. I wanted to do it last because, of course, we're using the bathroom. Well, my ex-husband comes in and he flips out on me because it's not done. And he grabs the cleaner and he starts cleaning it and saying how terrible I am and how I can't do anything right. Afterwards, when I talked about it with my ex, he would say that I had gone overboard on the food and hadn't done what was important, which was ensure that the house was clean, which caused him stress. And he just didn't manage that stress very well. I'm not saying he is all to blame. It's not. It's, yeah, she should have picked up something for me at the grocery store. I get that. The fact that he had to clean the bathroom wasn't a big deal. You know, he had expectations that I couldn't meet because one, I was busy and run out of time and energy. However, I also was ill-equipped to meet those expectations because I'm not the kind of person that sees dirt or dust. I don't notice that something's askew by two inches. I am the opposite of a type A personality. I don't see the mess until I trip over. There is always an other side of the story. So when you are telling your story and it's going through your head and you're only seeing it from your perspective, you can end up being in a victimization uh, scenario because you are not seeing the full picture. Once you start writing it out and you start really looking at what happened, why did it happen? And the behaviors that you did and the behaviors that they did, you really begin to see a fuller picture you can go from victimization mentality to a more empowered mentality and learn how to not have the same thing happen or at least be able to communicate with your spouse and say, hey, you know what, you know this happened and you had this expectation, but I really can't meet it. So how are we going to be able to meet it? Because I'm not happy with the fact that you get angry about that. I didn't communicate like that with him, obviously. I just was running around like a chicken with her head cut off, trying to meet expectations and failing miserably. Now, I want you to think about your Christmas dinners. What do you guys do for traditions? When you are creating a big dinner because you're going to have family over, or perhaps you're just going to have a big dinner because you're going to have your friends over, or maybe you are going on a family trip like camping, which takes a lot of preparation, packing. How do you divide the workload? How do you divide the labor in your home? Is it fair? Or does one person do more than the other? Is there a reason behind that? Is it your upbringing, your belief system? How can you communicate what you want and what your expectations are without nagging or bitching or getting angry, screaming, having a temper tantrum. How can you communicate in a way that shows empathy? You do that by understanding both sides of the story, where the other person is coming from as well as where you're coming from. So if you're an unpeeled member, Go to marketappeal.agency to log in and download the journal questions to help 
you process your story so that you can communicate better with your spouse and your children about their expectations and your expectations through empathy and understanding. This is Shannon Peel. Thank you so much for joining us today on Unpeeled. We want to hear from you, so log into that social media account, use the hashtag Unpeeled, and let us know your thoughts about today's podcast. <laughs>